into skin really helps newborn babies thrive and you see it especially in like preterm babies right um, they really thrive on that skin to skin but the same is true for full-term babies babies even fully healthy babies health babies with no health concerns at all will do much better with more skin to skin contact welcome everybody to the depths of motherhood podcast i'm your host danielle this week it will be Angelica and I, so if you've been following our episodes, you'll know that Angelica left the podcast as a co-host around a month ago, but this is one that we recorded a while back, so it's really nice to listen to her voice as I'm editing. Today we welcome Carla onto the show to talk all about baby wearing and carrying. Carla is a homeschooling mama of four girls whom she has worn since they were newborn and well into toddlerhood. They are now 10, 8, 6 and almost 2 years old. She married her high school sweetheart and her and her family are currently living in Vancouver, Canada. As a family they love geocaching which I have to admit I did google, I'd never heard of it before. It is when you are outside and you use a GPS to go and navigate yourself to different areas to find hidden treasure. They also love video games and gluten-free baked goods. As a baby-wearing educator, she loves supporting overwhelmed parents' care and bond with their babies by carrying them close through the practice of baby-wearing. And aside from free education on Instagram, she offers one-on-one consultations and also other workshops which you can find on her website. I put all the links in the show notes. So in today's episode, we explore the history of baby carrying, the positive benefits for baby mama and papa, and why parents might be avoiding it. What are the common struggles and challenges. We also go into the safety points talking about which way is best to carry your newborn and what body positions to look out for when carrying your baby and also how to choose the sling that will best serve you and your baby. This is such a beautiful conversation and one very close to my heart as I carried Araya since she was born in a stretchy sling. I don't know the name of it, but it was the big, long, wraparound one. And I remember it took me a while to get used to it, especially because I was so tired and it took me so long (laughs) to wrap it around myself. But once I got the hang of it, I absolutely loved it. By around six months, we had her in the ring sling And she really grew to love that one. And that would be the best position for her for feeding and sleeping and snuggling. And she still loves it today and she's 18 months old now. But a lot of the time nowadays we're using the backpack. She just on my back all the time like a little koala bear. And I love it. I love it so much. So I will leave all the juicy stories in this episode for you. I really hope that you enjoy this and it brings you some support and comfort on your baby carrying journey or if you support mothers or have mothers that you're around that you would like to share this with then please go ahead. It could be something that really nourishes them on their journey with baby carrying and I'd love to take the time now to give my deepest thanks for being here, for listening, for taking this journey with us and if you have any recommendations or you would like to join us on this podcast then please send me a message through my email which you can find in the show notes and keep up to date with what's been happening in our world by following us on instagram which is depths of motherhood podcast all right let's take a moment to breathe and check in with your body 
finding some alignment that feels good for you noticing if you have any unnecessary tension that you can just melt away with the next exhale <sighs> hearing your breath as it leaves your body thank you so much for being here Yeah, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Love, love sharing about baby wearing. So I'm very thankful to be here. Mm. How did you get into it, Carla? Like, how did this become your passion? Because <laughs> I found your Instagram and I was just like, wow, there's more than one way. So I'd love to hear yeah. story. Well, my, my oldest is 11 and I just know um, when I was expecting her, I knew that I wanted to carry her close to me. And I know that it was in the back of my mind, even though I didn't know anyone in person who wore their baby. Um, I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. So I just Googled, you know, I just researched because I had nobody to talk to about it. Um, <clears throat> and then I came across uh, stretchy wraps. So I got my first stretchy wrap um, and it was just life-changing to be able to have her close to me, which was something that I really, really craved. Um, and it really was, I, I don't know how to describe it, just this like yearning to want to be with her all the time. Mm. Um, and it was just amazing to have that ability, but still have, you know, my two hands to do anything else that I needed to do at the time. And um, it was comfortable and it was, we both enjoyed it so much. It just fit right into our lifestyle too. Just, um, uh, I didn't, I, we didn't have a car at the time. So here we have a really good public transportation system. So just taking transit with the baby was so much easier than maneuvering a stroller sometimes. So it just became such a, you know, integral part of just everything we did. Um, she would fall asleep in it. Um, we would go on like little adventures together. Like it was just great. And so it just kind of continued from there. When I had my second, it was a no brainer. This is what's gonna happen. Um, and then a friend introduced me to just a, a bigger variety of carrier types. And then it was like, my eyes just opened, <laughs> my mind opened. And I thought, wow, this is amazing that there are so many ways to carry your baby um, and ways to carry them beyond infancy. <clears throat> so mm. not just in the newborn stage, but then I was able to carry my toddler and then I was able to carry two at a time. And then <laughs> I was able to like, just, yeah, it just really is amazing. The variety of carrying um, methods and carrier types that there are to just support every family at every stage. Wow. Thank you for sharing. And yes, I can resonate with that completely because I felt so much that I wanted to hold Araya on me and I had no idea how to do it because I'd not seen it before all I'd ever seen is people put their babies in the bassinet mm -hmm. and the boogies and this for me was totally new and being in Costa Rica I didn't know if I was going to overheat her like I didn't know if I was going to suffocate her and I just like I'm so thankful for uh, Instagram for being able to see videos that you've put out and what's out there in the world because nobody was there to teach me and it was a lot of like intuition and just being very very present with how she was feeling and I went from you said the stretchy carrier is that you talking about the really long material yes 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 that's what I had as well and I absolutely loved that until she turned about uh, three, three months. And then I was like, oh, I need some more support. And then I went for the ring sling, which is what I can see on your video right now. And mm -hmm. that was amazing. And now we're moving on to like more of a backpack because she's 15 months old and I needed the support. So there was like an evolution yeah. that happened with the carrying, but I absolutely loved the sling. Like this, the ring sling was my favorite. And actually I still use it sometimes now, like when I don't have to go far. Yeah. It, it, there's some that will last you your whole journey. And I love that you mentioned intuition. I think so many of us have lost that, right? We've lost that um, intuition of like how to do these things that um, people before us knew how to do, but we've we've unfortunately lost these traditions. And that's so cool that you were able to just tap into that and just know, okay, this is what we both need, we both want. And wants and needs are the same for babies, right? So they need and want to be close to you. It's the same thing. And you have that same need, especially in that postpartum period. 
there's a reason your body craves that closeness, right? Like that interaction between you and baby helps you heal too. So what are, what are more of the benefits of, of carrying your baby? Oh, there's so many and not just for baby. A lot of times I think we focus on, um, either the mom or the baby, right? Mm -hmm. And the truth is that there are benefits for both. Um, but for example, um, for baby, it helps them thrive to have, we, we've seen this time and time again, studies have shown skin to skin really helps newborn babies thrive. And you see it, especially in like preterm babies, right? Um, they really thrive on that skin to skin, but the same is true for full-term babies. Babies, even fully healthy babies, health, babies with no health concerns at all, will do much better with more skin to skin contact. And a baby carrier facilitates that. So it helps them thrive, it helps them grow. Um, it also helps uh, postpartum, you know, with postpartum healing. Um, it's also been, you know, looked at in studies that it can improve your mood. Um, it can improve uh, the way you um, feel afterwards. So it can reduce the risks of postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression. Um, it, it helps you get out and about um, more easily so you can get fresh air and sunshine and vitamin D. Um, <clears throat> also frees up your hands so that, you know, if this is not your first baby and you do have a toddler or an old, older child to take care of, you're able to do that without um, having to put baby down and without having to hear screaming, you know, or crying or you feeling distressed as well, that you're having to kind of choose one over the other at any given moment, you can meet, you know, their needs, your needs and an older child's need at the same time, simply by having your baby, you know, snugly, you know, against you. Mm -hmm. um, it also facilitates transportation for a lot of people. I think a lot of times mm -hmm. I'm, I'm here in Canada and we just assume that you can just take a stroller anywhere you go. And I live in a big city. I live in Vancouver and um, close to me, for example, I always give this example because people just assume, well, it's stroller friendly, but there are a lot of shops nearby um, that I like to go to, to get like my produce, but the shops are very small, that the aisles are very narrow. I cannot get my stroller in them. So there was a time when I thought, well, I guess I can't go shopping there anymore. And then I'm like, wait a second, I can just baby wear. <laughs> it's so much yes. easier to put my baby on and then I can go and get the produce we need. So even in a big city where we have sidewalks, where we have, you know, all of these things that could make using a stroller more convenient, it's not necessarily so. And so baby carrying can make um, just your day-to-day -day living much easier. If you live in a walk-up building, for example, having to lug a stroller up and down stairs, depending on how many stories you live, and it, it can be a lot, whereas you just put your baby on your body and you just walk down. Um, so yes. there's, there's benefits for transportation, for the freedom that allows you. A lot of postpartum parents feel um, trapped a lot of times under mm. a sleeping baby, right? Like they're, yeah. my baby only sleeps on my chest and so I'm stuck on the couch. I don't know what mm -hmm. to do. Well, here's this carrier. It will mimic your arms holding your baby on your chest and yet you can get up, you can walk, you can prep yourself a snack, you can have a glass of water, you can feed the dog, <laughs> you know, you can do all these things and your baby keeps sleeping or even showering. Some people are like, I can't, I haven't showered. The baby won't let me. I put them down and they start screaming. They're water carriers so that you can put your baby on your body. They're nice and um, safe. You both get in the water, like in the shower, and you're both getting some some much needed rest mm. and um, restoration and just you feel much, much better. I've never it heard of them. I wish I had. <laughs> yeah. yeah. More and more, right? They're coming out with, with different styles. Um, and I mean, you could you could literally just use a, a simple piece of cloth, right? And that's mm -hmm. the beauty of baby carrying is that it doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be, you know, ultra modern, right? With all of the buckles and, and Velcro and this and that, it could be a simple piece of cloth. Mm. Just like many, many people still use to this day. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really neat tool to have as a parent. And oh, and the other one I wanted to mention was, you know, if breastfeeding is a goal that you have, baby wearing can really facilitate breastfeeding. It can increase the rates of breastfeeding. It can increase the length that somebody breastfeeds for. Um, which is really exciting because, um, you know, 
mother's milk is such an important and vital source of nutrition for babies. And if we can support parents in their breastfeeding goals and say, if you, you know, using this carrier can help you in that, um, it's just another benefit for them as well. Thank you so much for sharing all that. It's incredible. And it just like opens my heart to hear it because it's what we know deep down, you know, it resonates so deeply because it's what we are. It's what we've done since the beginning of time is to hold our babies close, to keep them safe, to regulate each other. And I'm just wondering if you, um, if you have any of the history on baby carrying and kind of like, how did it go out the window? When did you start bringing these boogies in and like I just almost a fear to... sorry go on Angelica no I just wanted to like mention that as well like do you have anything Carla because I have some stuff on that which I think is absolutely interesting oh yeah I mean I, I'd love to hear what you you have to say I think um one thing that we can see is that globally baby wearing is something that people practiced you know globally for centuries there's evidence of baby carriers um, being made with the materials that people have had at their disposal, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's been um, <clears throat> using uh, animal fibers or using plant materials. Uh, locally, cedar root baskets um, were used to carry babies and still are in some communities. Um, <clears throat> so it's been really neat to see how all over the world people have come up with solutions to um, you know, how to transport their babies because our babies haven't changed, right? Since the beginning of time, right. they've needed to be carried. And so people have really um, been just so, you can see the creativity and the um, ingenuity of people to create with what they have on hand. Um, and in terms of, as far as I know, in terms of like, why, why did this stop? Well, obviously industrialization was a big thing. Colonization was another thing. Um, they really impacted the way people um, practice traditional things, including baby carrying. It wasn't seen, it was no longer seen as um, the fashionable thing to do. You know, it was something that poor people did. Us people with yeah. you know, money, we will now transport our children in buggies. And um, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's interesting to see how a lot That's of the that. sweetest noise of all time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I just, I, the same thing as you just mentioned that I have read about, because I have, so I, it was just incredible. I found this um, woman called Maria Burda. She is a Bolivian Swedish uh, woman, and she is an anthropologist who studies parenting all over the world. Um, and I, you know, I found her work like, yeah, a few years before I had my own child. And I was like, wow, all of this makes so much sense. And it was so beautiful to read history and um, just different way. There is no like right way. There's just so many different priorities on how to do things. And it was just really brought in my, my mind and prepared me for um, the connection and closeness that I wanted to give my child. And I'm really grateful um, for her work. And she also mentions this, you know, it became, as you say, like the industrial, how do you say it? industrialization? <laughs> yes, yes. And it was, yeah, it was definitely like, okay, no, that's just for the poor people. Now the status is something different. And, um, and you know, it, it was during the Victorian time um, in Europe anyway, that the, the carrying stopped. Um, and I think that most people are like, yeah, in the Western world, we didn't carry. No, as you say, also, it was all over the world that we used to carry our babies on our back in order to, you know, have the free hands and, and still be connected and, and, and um, be close to our babies and have them with us. Um, so that I think that is super, super interesting to read as well and to know that, yeah, just that this is something that we have had all of us and yeah. that why we lost it was due to that we we needed to be more you know i don't know <laughs> available, available. <laughs> these, um, yeah ideas i guess and i think also during this victorian time it was also uh, a lot of the yeah the patriarchal and mm. the the male doctors that were also saying that oh like don't give too much um affection to your children and it, it's not healthy mm. like it's been like all these craziness mm. right. <laughs> um 
I hope that you're enjoying this week's episode. I'd like to take a moment to share a little bit about this week's sponsor, Evolving Humans. Evolving Humans teaches the most effective energy healing technique, which we can use to restore balance throughout our whole body. Personally, I have found this practice to be extremely simple and deeply transformative. When I mastered this technique, I was able to regain power over my life. I finally stopped running and distracting myself from my emotions. This technique teaches you to feel the energy in your body and be with it so it can be seen and loved and without any force or suppression. And from that space, it finds its own path which clears you of any unnecessary tension. Have you ever suffered with a chronic disease, injury, mental turbulence, heartache, depression, anxiety? I could go on and on. The question is, what do all of these expressions have in common? They create a sensation in your body which creates a discomfort or a pain. What do you usually do when you feel something like this? We are taught to do whatever it takes to remove the pain. Wouldn't you like to heal yourself without relying on an external source? Like I mentioned before, it's so simple. It takes no mental power to do this. You literally just have to feel. Evolving Humans are offering a 10% discount on their course, which will share everything you need to know. Visit evolvinghumans.com and use the code motherhood22 and I'm going to put all the links in the show notes. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. That that we 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 were taught and um something that you mentioned also Carla like come back to your intuition like does it make any sense because these things are still being told in some in some cases that you know use the screaming method or yeah don't don't nurture your, your babies too much they're gonna be spoiled like how can you spoil a baby right. whose survival depends on your love and physical <laughs> connection you know like how can you spoil like what we do when we do that we are creating healthy adults that's what we are gonna do we're gonna create a society and um yeah a healthy society in the future basically so um, right. yeah mamas oh, like listen wow. to your intuition here mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. so important to know that okay my baby is crying and I can feel it into my nervous system into my <laughs> bones why is that you know it is because we are there you know we're there everything we're their whole world so why right. do we want to separate ourselves from them mm. wow Absolutely. That's incredible. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, you know, yeah. exactly. it, it also reminds me, I haven't thought about this for a while, but when I went to see, um, we went for a checkup with the local pediatrician and he said to me, um, he was speaking about the history of dummies and how actually they came about because there was a separation between mother and baby as the mother started. Well, the history is really long with this, but he mentioned how the baby would be on the nipple like every few minutes, like for comfort, for, for milk, for drips of milk. And that has been like taken away through scheduling and removing the baby and mama, um, separating them. But actually like, you know, when my family was saying to me, okay, so like, how long are you going to breastfeed or how long are you going to carry her? And to me, it made no sense because I could feel that she wanted to be on me, that she was suckling every few minutes and that any book or any advice that I got about um, scheduling or like restricting feeding time seemed cruel, actually. And I also am not passing judgment because I know that we all have our ways of living and there's some things that we have to do to survive like maybe the mother has to go back to work and there's some separation or whatever it is it doesn't feel right for the mother and that's everyone else's decision to make but for me I had the opportunity to be with her and not to work and I was able to have that time and I for me doing any kind of separation just didn't it upset my nervous system you know so I'm just going to walk away as I'm saying this because she's pulling me, but please carry on. (laughs) No, and there's a reason it feels, um, it feels 
it doesn't feel good, right? There's a reason. And, and it, the reason is that especially in that fourth trimester, you're meant to be together, right? They're, you're both of your um, recoveries from birth depend on each other. Um, but not just, you know, you recovering from whatever kind of birth you had. Either way, you still have, if you, even if you didn't tear, even if it was the smoothest birth, you still have a, you know, dinner plate sized wound inside of you that needs to heal. <laughs> your body, your, everything, your joints, your muscles, everything needs to recover. And all of that can, can be facilitated or eased in a way by just spending time with your baby. The exchange of hormones that happens, um, the just oxytocin alone, it just the high of it is just amazing. And just having a tool that facilitates all of this is really mind blowing for so many who, when we come to it and we, we didn't know about this beforehand, you know, I just met a family this past weekend, they're having their third baby, but they never, you know, practiced baby wearing beforehand. It just wasn't a thing around where they lived and and they're just so excited you know it's they, there's a big gap between their second and third but it's they're starting all over again and it's kind of like a a second chance for them they just felt like oh wow this is gonna be this is gonna be huge like this is gonna make such a big difference in just day-to-day -day living with a baby who wants to be with you and instead of fighting those instincts you are able to accommodate them and your own instincts and be able to say, oh, right, this is what we both need, meeting those needs. And life is just so much calmer. Honestly, carried babies are calmer babies. <laughs> People yes. don't like babies cry. And, and then having something that helps you with that is really life-changing, life-changing. Yeah, it's so cute. Like when my, my daughter always comes with her little carrier and just like, like let's go you know it's like her way of showing like should we go now <laughs> she's always being carried it's not like the, the stroller and, and I don't have anything against strollers but it's just like she comes with a little like yeah can you wrap me up now can we walk away can we go <laughs> it's really beautiful but also I have a question do you have like do you have any type of instructions for like a beginner because I but there's also there's so many ways of carrying and I'm thinking so my question is also, um, would you would you recommend them to have, now I'm talking about small babies, like newborn babies on the mm -hmm. back or on the front? Like, what would you say about that? Good question. Um, so back carrying newborns and young infants is totally the norm in so many parts of the world, mm -hmm. right? Where this is just the way it is and it's mm -hmm. passed down to you. you. You literally grow up seeing it. You see your parents, your aunts, uncles, grandparents, neighbors, cousins, people carrying babies on their back from very, very early, if not day one, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's something that you grow up with. Um, and if that's something that is part of your culture you grow up with, you have that knowledge, that skill, and that awareness of how to mm -hmm. do it, by all means, right? Do it. Mm -hmm. Here in the Western world, um, we have, again, lost that tradition. It's a very, it's a broken tradition for us. And so we tend to learn through YouTube videos, pamphlets, Instagram, right? Like mm -hmm. it's a very disconnected type of learning. It's not something that you learn directly from a young age. And so there are some things that you should keep in mind. Um, in terms of back carrying an infant, it's possible. However, I probably wouldn't um, encourage a brand new parent to do it unless they have the absolute need to do so. Um, you know, again, you should be resting as much as possible <laughs> in that first trimester, right? Like ideally it's a time to recover. However, some people have very, very short maternity leaves, if any at all, and they need to get back to work. They need to get back to caring for families, etc. So in that case, there are some carriers that better support back carrying an infant. But for our context where this is a broken tradition, it's ideal to carry your newborn on your chest, vertically on your chest, close to your heart, where you can monitor their breathing, monitor their body positioning. Um, because if you haven't built that awareness of what it feels like, what what uh what it is like to have a child on your back, it takes some practice. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a lot trickier to do with a tiny, tiny baby than, uh, you know, an older infant. So it's a skill that you can um, definitely work towards before a first time parent with no baby carrying experience here in our North American context with nobody around them to 
give them hands-on help, I would definitely start with front carrying on their ch- on your chest, baby upright, close enough to kiss. Mm, right. That's great yeah, advice. Right. Also that the kiss, it's just so beautiful. It's <laughs> so beautiful to have them that close and being able to, mm. you know, snuggle in. But then also, how about the eye contact? The key, yes. like the connection of looking them in the eyes and um, it's so important, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we know that newborns have a very short um, like eyesight distance, right? And so like having them close to it just it, same one if you're nursing, right? Or or if you're even if you're bottle feeding them and you're in that cradle position, they're close enough to make that eye contact with you. And same with a carrier. Um, you can you can look down on them and having them upright also just ensures their airway is clear. It ensures that their body is is properly supported so that their weight is on their bottom and not on you know any other part of their body. It ensures that they're centered on your body so it helps with your body positioning and your um, ergonomics, right? So um, having them at that place also ensures that they hear your heartbeat, which is the most soothing sound to them aside from your voice, but they're just so used to hearing your heartbeat, right? In utero, it just lulls them to sleep. Um, it also just keeps them you know, centered on, um, closer to your center of gravity so that Again, as you're healing, if you're, you know, feeling off balance or anything like that, having a baby nice and high, close to your center of gravity, they feel more weightless. They don't feel as heavy. And as they grow, some people will say, well, you still carry them. Aren't they heavy? If you've been doing it from the beginning, your body is used to this. It's 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 weight progression, right? right? <laughs> Just slowly each day, you're literally carrying more and more weight but your body is used to it. It's like a workout. Mm, totally. <laughs> right? You're building muscle memory and you're building mm. your muscles and your bones to be able to support them. And they will actually feel less heavy in a properly supportive carrier than in your arms. Mm. Yeah. Such great yeah. points. Yeah. It reminded me of like when she was a newborn and I'd never been around babies really. And I was so afraid to touch her. Like I was afraid in my mind to move her but actually from from carrying and wearing her I was able to overcome that so quickly because it's like I learned her body I learned how she learned into things I learned how she was moving and then just like you were saying you grow together so not only was we I was getting stronger but I was learning her movements as well so I was following her journey which yeah I absolutely loved and uh, one of the other things I wanted to ask about with the carriers is what's your take on front carrying? Um, and I'm, I'm so when the baby's facing to the front um, with their legs dangling down, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. I, you're referring to some people will call it uh, front facing out mm-hmm. or world facing. Um, so a few things. Some some people really love that idea because they think oh well my baby will see what i see and that's true they'll be able to see what you see um there are some things to keep in mind though with front facing out um most educators if not all we will recommend and just there's even carrier companies will say this that there is a bit of a time limit with how long you should carry your child in that front facing out position because it is um not only a overstimulation risk um, so your baby will could get overstimulated very quickly, but also having them facing away from you with their limbs facing away from you and pulling away from you is quite hard on your body. Um, it will pull at your back and often you'll see parents with an arched back in that position because everything is pulling forward. So imagine when you were pregnant, all of that weight in the front that's kind of the same effect. And you you had a sore back, right? Most of us had a sore back during that time. And most parents will say that, yeah, actually after carrying my baby, even just for a few minutes in that position, my back is sore. It must be the carrier. No, honestly, any carrier that will support that position, it's not the carrier, it's the position. It's just all of that force away from you is going to pull on you. Um, that's the second thing to keep in mind. The third thing that it really, your baby should really have good neck control to be able to do that. So that's not for a newborn or two month old or three month old. We're talking four plus months, at least four months is the very bare minimum. The reason is that their neck should be strong enough to sustain their head up for an extended period of time, 
right? And we're talking about 15 minutes at the most. Some people will say 20 minutes at the most in this position. Um, because the benefit of having baby face you is they can rest their head on your chest, right? Or if they're on your back, they can rest their head on your back. Facing away from you, they don't have anywhere to do that. They have to lean back and lean their head backwards to, to lean it on your chest, right? So they need to have good neck control, good torso control to support their head, which is very heavy. <laughs> and also they need to have good neck control so that if you move, if you turn suddenly, they don't get whiplash, right? That they're able to support themselves and move along with your movements, which can be a little bit more forceful in that position because of the angle they're in and just the way that inertia works, the way that gravity works. So again, four to six months at the earliest and um, there is a weight limit the carriers that support this there is a weight limit for this because again it's just a lot of weight and in that position and there's a time limit for it um, I will usually tell parents if you're considering front facing out have you considered back carrying because by the time your baby is ready for front facing out they're probably ready to be in a back carrier as well um, and it's a lot more comfortable for both of you and you don't have to turn your baby around or move them. If they fall asleep, they're already set up to fall asleep facing you. Whereas facing away from you, your baby should never ever fall asleep in that position as it can really compromise their airway. And you have no way of, of monitoring that um, unless you have like a mirror or somebody else checking for you or your phone, right? To double check on them. Whereas if they're facing you, you can, like you were talking about getting to know their movements, seeing their facial cues, are they scared? Are they excited? Um, do they are they getting sleepy? Are their eyes, you know, getting a little bit red? Are they yawning? You miss those cues if they're facing away from you. So that's why the time limit is also there, so that you don't miss them, so that you can say, oh, right, it's been it's been long enough, 10, 15 minutes. They're probably going to get sleepy soon. I might as well turn them around now, so that I don't have to move them if they fall asleep. Mm. That is such, such a point. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, amazing. So yeah, and I'm also curious about um, if you could mention um, the way their legs supposed to be. I'm not supposed, but what are the benefits of having the legs, you know, like a little frog rather than just hanging, dangling right, you know, just straight down? Because there have been old carriers, which people have talked about, said, well, it's not very good for them. What, what do you, or could you share anything about that? Yeah, there is, there's still, you know, continuing talk about what we call narrow-based carriers. And the truth is that narrow-based carriers don't cause any injuries, right? There hasn't been any link to any harms caused by narrow-based carriers. However, if your child has hip dysplasia or a predisposition to hip dysplasia, a narrow-based carrier could exacerbate that. So, Babies, at least here um, in Canada, I'm not familiar about anywhere else, but here in Canada, they get screened for hip dysplasia right away. And at every check, they get their little hips checked and make sure that everything is going well. If your doctor or uh, whoever is, is giving you your primary care thinks that there's a concern, obviously we'll follow up with that. And the solution to hip dysplasia is a pelvic harness, which, holds baby's hips in that neutral position, which is what we talk about the M position in carriers, right? Or the froggy that you mentioned, where the knees are higher than the bum. And this is a healthy hip position. And a lot of carriers will support baby in this healthy hip position. Um, and so those are the that's the only time when you would want to avoid a narrow-based carrier. A lot of families um, have narrow-based carriers because they're either handed down to them or because they are quite affordable, to be honest. You can find them in big box stores. And um, let's face it, just like all baby items, baby carriers can feel and seem and sometimes are very expensive. And there are some carriers that are a bit more accessible to people, and sometimes they tend to be the narrow-based ones. More and more, we're seeing them come with options to make the seat wider, which is great, um, so they can support baby's, knee, uh, baby's legs from knee to knee, which is ideal. But there's nothing wrong necessarily with using one. Um, it might be more of a comfort thing. Most of the time, I will hear parents who use narrow-based carriers say that they don't find them as comfortable. And a couple of reasons for that. Most of those carrier styles um, have very 
low padding in the shoulders, for example. So um, you're not as comfortable in the shoulders. Most of those narrow base carrier styles also don't have a waist belt. So all the weight is on your shoulders and there's nothing to distribute the weight around your torso. Also having baby's legs dangle straight down is kind of what we were talking about with the facing out from you. Whenever you have weight away from your center of gravity, it's gonna pull on you. And the same goes with baby's legs. If they're dangling down, instead of froggied up close to your center of gravity, it's gonna pull more on you. So it'll feel less comfortable. Um, so it's more so a comfort thing than a safety concern or a health concern, unless your baby is already predisposed or has hip dysplasia. So I hope that was clear. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for that. That was incredible. Yeah. So honestly, if you're if you haven't got a carrier yet and you're considering, you know, getting a buckle style carrier, I would just skip the narrow base carriers and go with something that will support you both more mm. long term. Right. Don't right. don't just think of like the newborn stage and go, oh, I just want something for the first few months, because the reality is that once your baby and you realize how wonderful this is, you're going to want to do it for longer. <laughs> mm. So why not yeah, invest yeah. in something that might be, you know, a that little like last. Bit, yeah. That, yeah, that will last you a little bit longer. And usually those will have a wider seat or the ability to adjust it from narrow to mm -hmm. wide and grow with your baby. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the one that we got, actually. And I've, I'm still carrying me and my daughter in the same one that I had for her as a newborn. Um, I have different options, but also it's absolutely incredible. And I love that. Also, you know, I live in a, in a, in a little village where people, where the women carry their babies all the time and in the mountains, up and down, up and down, up and down. And it's just so incredible to, <laughs> to watch them because it, like for some time, I was just like, what is like, this is heavy, like going up all these um, mm -hmm. yeah like up the mountain with a baby and and then I watched this little mamitas and I'm like if they can do it I can do it <laughs> and then <laughs> now I'm so strong you know I'm you yeah, have the greatest teachers around you Angelica <laughs> oh I do I do I love the fact that here so I don't know Carla if you know where I am I'm in I'm in Peru in the Andean mountains and wow and here I mean the women are still still so connected with um with old wisdom like there are some things that are changing obviously here as well but uh, breastfeeding and carrying your babies that is still like yeah number like a like it's number one um, yeah yeah it's so beautiful so it's really um for me it's really odd when people talk about like not doing it or um or what I've heard, you know, friends have also bumped into women who are just like, yeah, someone screamed at me because I was breastfeeding. And I was like, what? Does that really happen? <laughs> yeah, because I was breastfeeding in public. And I was like, wow, no, here, everyone's like cheering on me. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's so good. And I'm like, I love these people. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Just being connected to just those instincts right and that that right. awareness of, of what you both need yeah right wow this I, has been such a beautiful talk yeah then yeah i have one more have any... one more question yeah. i'm like jumping down the mic like, i have one more yeah. question yes. i was just wondering if Carla, the the parents who maybe come to you and say the baby doesn't like being worn or being carried oh, what advice would you give to them what top tips Oh, I, I tend to ask questions, right? What makes you say your baby doesn't like it? What is your baby's behavior that is making you feel this way? Uh, what carrier are you using? Uh, what time of day are you carrying? Like there's, I would definitely ask more questions, but um, typically, and this is just a generalization because there are some babies who perhaps um, are not a fan of as much contact, as much touch, and but that's not typical, right? Typically, it has to do with comfort um, and a lot of times I'll find that I'll ask, for example, about oral ties or torticollis or reflux or food allergies, things like that. And they'll say, oh, yeah, actually, and then they'll tell me their story. And usually there's something causing baby to be uncomfortable because babies ha are born with the innate need to be close to you. 
Mm. And if they're close to you and it seems like they're not enjoying it for some reason, right? It, that's counter to their instincts, counter to their biology. And so something must be causing that discomfort. And it, and if it's not, it, it's not always the carrier. Sometimes it is the carrier. Sometimes it's too rough, especially more modern style carriers tend to be stiff and rough and take a long time to sort of soften up. Whereas a cloth, you know, carrier might be, um, I'm talking about like a woven wrap or ring sling or a medai or traditional carrier tend to be softer and more moldable, kind of mimic what a swaddle blanket would do, right? Just kind of cocoon them on you. That might make a difference. It could be the time of day. Maybe their tummy is very, very full and um, they just need a little time for, you know, to release some gas or this and that, and then they'll, they'll be more comfortable. Maybe they have extra tension in their body that needs to be worked out. And then you would have to talk to somebody who specializes in that, like a, you know, chiropractor, cranial sacrotherapist, something like that to kind of, or uh, uh, somebody to, to deal with the oral ties if there are any, because that'll create tension throughout their body. And, um, yeah, I would usually say there's something else going on. It's not that they hate being on you. There's something causing their discomfort. Um, sometimes it could even just be the top that you're wearing. Maybe they don't like the feel of that fabric or maybe... Um, the smell. That you the have smell. a perfume on or something. Yes. Yeah. So I, I always tend to ask more questions and mm. dig a little because it's not as simple as like oh they'll get used to it it's right. not it's <laughs> that's not you know the ideal answer there's usually something else going on and um and then once that is addressed parents usually see a really drastic change go oh mm. wow my baby's so much more relaxed you know after a little bit of body work or oh wow we just changed our uh, laundry detergent and that yeah. made a difference right like there's yeah. there's usually more going on yeah that's such a great reminder as well that it's not as simple as we think there's so many layers to this and we're all learning so it's like don't give up because yeah. there, there might be something that you're missing and it could be like it it's not so simple as like okay like let's just not carry anymore maybe there's something else there to be seen and I, and I love that you're taking this from a holistic approach because it seems like oh it's just carrying it's just wearing your baby but actually it gives you so many messages to understand what's happening with yourself and with your baby. And um, I remember once, it's a quick story, I, Araya was freaking out. She was crying. She didn't want to be carried. And we realized that it was, I was using a shampoo that was strong for her. It wasn't anything with chemicals in it. It was all natural, but because it had a strong um, herbal smell, she didn't recognize me anymore. And it, it freaked her out. And that happened twice. And then I realized, and so I had to just run down to the ocean and just like smother myself in like the salt water. So I smelled like a little bit dirty and then back to my usual self. And she was loving it there. (laughs) They have preferences, don't they? They really do. And they're so neat that we get to learn, you know, who they are at such a young age. Right. And who we are, like once we take off the makeup and the perfume, like, oh, hello there. (laughs) (laughs) What an amazing Um, conversation. I feel like I could just talk about this forever. There's so much to it and it's been so beautiful. I wish I'd had this conversation when I first started carrying. Yeah. Well, and that's why we do what we do, isn't it? That's why right. we support, you know, families and, and I do what I do because again, we probably didn't hear a lot of this when it, we were starting our journeys and, you know, we want to support them and empower parents and encourage them that they have these instincts in them. They have to trust their gut, you know, and, mm. and know that their baby knows what they're, you know, what they need and, and that they know how to meet those needs. So Beautiful. thank you for, you know, for what you're doing to support families. Mm, thank you please and we would love you to take the stage right now and just uh, share anything that you're offering where people can find you yeah I am on through all media social media platforms you can find me at uh, the baby wearing club Um, and so I'm on Instagram Facebook uh, my website there's also a YouTube channel so um, feel free to DM me anytime. I'm always um, available for questions. I also offer one-on-one consultations. So if anyone, you know, is still struggling after watching videos or reading the pamphlets or, you know, having friends help them, uh, sometimes just that one-on-one support can really make a difference. And I do offer uh, one-on-one appointments and that can be booked through my website or just message me and we can chat about it too. 
Um, but yeah, I'm always, you know, willing to help parents. And if something is out of my scope, I'm always willing to refer out. We have so many amazing educators throughout the world. And if you're just wanting to find somebody local to you to do an in-person consultation, I can also help you with that. Um, just, you know, through the network that I'm, I'm in. So, yeah. That is so incredible, Carla. <laughs> and yeah, once again, like sometimes I just can't thank enough. Like I'm just going to thank you one more time. And <laughs> thank you. All of thank your you. Thank information, you. Yeah. All of your information is going to be uh, put down to the show notes as well. So anyone who is here can also find you through, yeah, through our channels. And um, yeah. I also, you know what, I, I, I was like, you know what, I actually designed a carrier that I had on a website, oh, wow. and I completely forgot about it. And I was like, yeah, because we put the website down, and I'm like, yeah, right, I still do offer these things. Oh, that's um, so neat. Yeah, so I, it was, um, so it's like a combination of the Andean Andean way of wearing and also mm -hmm. from the Amazon because it's completely different like depending yeah. on where in, in Peru you are but it is still very very common that you wear or yeah you wear your children basically so it's a very cute hand weave um, carrier that you just put around like yeah it's hard to explain but you can also find it right now just on my Instagram um, oh I'm totally going to look into that yeah no it's just it's just like I, for me, I, I also just like, just because I'm a mom doesn't need to mean that, you know, just put all these saggy clothes on and don't care for myself. Like, I want to be pretty. Like, I want to have a carrier that fits me, you know, and <laughs> and there's so many out there now. Like, it's just like, but it's beauty, you know, I'm still a queen and a goddess and I want to <laughs> only not wearing, if, you know, um, dirty clothes and like, yeah smashed potatoes on my clothes <laughs> um but yeah like <laughs> beautiful things so yeah so I designed these with, together with the mamitas that are hand weaving like these beautiful patterns and then we sew them together and um yeah the inspiration on how it looks um, and how it wears comes from the jungle but with the touch of, of the Andy so yeah that is so neat yeah so I just have a few left, but if anyone would be interested, and this is just, yeah, for a little bigger one, uh, as we have talked about before, also um, babies who who can, like, they're, they're sitting up and can um, hold on to themselves. And that is also for the practice of them to, to do that when they have had that um, stability in their back again and, and their neck. So, yeah, well... Yeah, it helps with your development. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it also helps you. It helps you when the babies help to mm -hmm. hold on to themselves, right? So I love these ideas also that babies are, um, yeah, learning their, their bodies uh, through carrying as well. Well, all right. So I think this is a wrap up for today. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Also, I, I want one of them carriers. Mama <laughs>